no! I'm grateful. I'm so thankful. You guys can take a seat. Man, I'm excited to be here. And are you guys ready to have some fun? Like, for real, we want to have some fun. I, I love having fun, and that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, but before we, we, we like, jump into the, the thick of it here all together, let's just take a, a minute to pray. Uh, and I just want to, I'm praying more so for myself, but even all of you right now. So join me in prayer right now. God, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to just seek your worship, seek what you have for us, how you've called us to live for you and serve you um, and serve the next generation. Thank you so much for this. God, help me to communicate the exact words that we all need to hear today. Help me to just be your vessel, your instrument, God. And uh, I just pray that this would be a special time together. In your name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Well, man, I just want to say I'm so honored to be here. I'm so grateful. Thanks, Dr. Doug Graham, for inviting me. I was like, it was like the coolest thing ever when you get like a text from Dr. Doug Graham. Like, I felt special. And I'm just so grateful to be here for real. And uh, it's been uh, a pleasure so far. And even yesterday, I graduated 2018 from this awesome school. North Central University, go Rams. Yes, I, I do it like this. Did we start doing it like this or like this? Uh, I would go like this, and I'd like when the other team's doing like free throws, I go, ah, like that. That was, that was my thing. Um, but no, I, I, I started here 2014. That was my freshman year. And uh, I also want to give it up for all of these kids right here, their freshman year at North Central, right here. They're all right here. They can't. I'm so, I'm so glad that there's like literal kids here in the audience um, with me. But I started uh, 2014 here, but I actually started doing ministry in 2013. I was about 17 years old and a church invited me to come speak at their church. I was uh, doing kids evangelism. My parents are uh, actually both alumni from here, North Central University. Um, so I was a second generation to come here and they did kids ministry. For a long time, they still do. They've been doing it for probably about like 40 years plus now and taught me everything that they know. And yes, now I work at Evangel. It's incredible. It's where I met my wife, Haley, here. She's a Christian counselor in Bismarck and uh, just learned so much from her even for my ministry and uh, just been an awesome time. And uh, you heard a little bit, I, I do different gospel music raps. You can go stream just search my name, Kyle Joris. I have someone, uh, a good friend of mine, his name's QB. Um, and uh, me and him, we put together some awesome raps here. But uh, I, do, I do more than that. I do unicycling. I do uh, magic tricks and stuff later. I, I, if you find me afterwards, I'll be in the cafeteria for a little bit. Ask me to see a magic trick. And uh, I'll, try to, I'll show you some close-up magic really quick. Um, but I do all different types of things. And I actually organize my magic messages, you can, you can write this down if you're like a communicator, especially of the gospel, around four words, okay? And these words were taught to me by my dad, um, Barry Joris, who is, like I said, an alumni here, and they were taught to him by the amazing Dan Rector, who was a professor here. These four words, and uh, I'm about to do the first one here, but the four words are hook, book, look, and then took, right here. That's how I organize my messages to kids, and you no know, matter how old you are, this is what I kind of used. I used it at you yesterday. You didn't even know it, okay? But I'm about to perform the hook to get your attention, and I want to do something just like kind of exciting right now that probably has never been done uh, in North Central's chapel history right now. Would you guys like to do something kind of exciting right now here? 
in order to do this exciting thing, I needed like an exciting volunteer to come help me actually. And I would pick a child, only I, I don't want to like scar them or traumatize someone like, a, you know. But I need someone who would just like come up here and just let me do like anything, even if it was like something crazy, okay? I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, okay, there, there's, the ING team is saying, this guy right here, right here, okay, come on, come on up here. All right, come on, give him a round of applause, guys, come on. That's awesome. Your name's Jackson? Yes. Okay, Jackson, you don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm about to do it, and uh, this is what you volunteered for. I, I specifically did not say beforehand, but this is what you volunteered for. I'm actually going to right now juggle knives over top of you. Yeah. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> All right, would you guys like to see that? Did I get your attention here? Hey, I have my, my friend John. He's going to come up here. He's going to do some suspenseful, like, drum rolls for me here. I got this right over here. They didn't check my baggage when I came into North Central today. Um, but, yeah, I've got uh, three of these right here, okay? And uh, I'm going to juggle them over top of you. And this is what I'm going to have you do. Lay down on the floor with your feet there and your head over here on your back. Very good. That's awesome. Very good. Hey, say your prayers. Very good. Not like, okay, there we go. All right. All right, put your feet together here. Hands over your, like, vitals here, like your organs right here. Because this could, like, fall at any moment, okay, as I'm juggling. Are you guys really ready for this? All right. Here we go. Hey, drum roll, please, John. Come on, give him a round of applause here yourselves. drums that had added that perfect tone right there oh man I I'm gonna tell you this now it's Jackson right the only time I've ever failed actually doing that was on this stage at NCU NCU got talent my freshman year but I decided to tell you that after I I uh, I did it to you no um, and I didn't I didn't get first place I do just so you know uh, no, I'm so excited to be here. Now, do I have your attention now that I, I juggle knives? I like making things exciting. I like making things fun. I hope um, all the people that didn't come to chapel today, like, just regret and just, like, totally, they're like, what happened? And they totally missed it, FOMO. But I, I love making things exciting, especially for kids. I love making kids' ministry exciting. I love making next-gen ideas just exciting. And uh, I love making kids' ministry cool, I think too many people look down on kids' ministry and ministering to kids is kind of like a, a last resort or a stepping stone, right? They're like, okay, I'll, I'll serve here for a couple years for my resume, and then I'm going to, like, move up the food chain. Or maybe even you're like, okay, well, if I can't lead the adult worship team, I guess I'll lead, like, the kids' worship team in the basement or something like that at your church. But I, I would encourage you not just about kids' ministry, but about no job in the ministry or 
marketplace to think about your job like that. And I want to talk to you a little bit uh, about why I think that is. I, I, I call kids ministry my first nature, and when not my second nature, but actually my first nature, because literally my parents were doing kids men when I was in the womb, and they've been doing it ever since, and uh, traveled as, as kids evangelists uh, with me in the womb, and then I was born, and they taught me everything uh, that I do today for kids ministry. But in fact, I, I love making kids ministry cool, and I would even go as far to say that my Opus Gloria. I would actually say that my Opus Gloria is to make kids ministry cool again. All right. Now let me explain. A few years ago, I actually learned this term Opus Gloria. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of this term Opus Gloria. I, I asked uh, a couple people uh, on, on staff if they had actually ever taught about this, and they said no. And I was like, okay, good. Uh, I, I want to tell you guys about this because this makes me really exciting. Opus Gloria, it's a Latin word. Opus is kind of like an artistic work. And Gloria, it really means praise, honor, or glory like it has there on the screen. So what, what I'm really saying when I would ask you, like, what's your Opus Gloria? And I tell you what my Opus Gloria is. What I'm, what I'm doing, actually, is I say, do you know what God has specifically crafted you to do while you're here on this earth that will bring him the most unique glory. And glory that like literally he designed in you that only you can give, right? We can all give glory to God like collectively as a congregation. I love that we were talking about worship here uh, and like really just the fundamental here is my worship. I love singing that together. But do you know how God has uniquely equipped you to give your unique worship that he has placed in you? And I, I, I got some scripture, okay? I got my hook. Now I hooked your attention. I'm going to give you the book and I'm just going to give you uh, just one scripture to really focus on. Ephesians 2.10. Hopefully you guys have all heard this. Um, uh, if not, you've, you've maybe even memorized it, but this is what it says. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And I'm talking about these good things that God planned for you long ago, before you were born. Like I was talking about how I feel like kids ministry is my first nature. What is in your first nature that God put in your DNA of how you can worship him so uniquely? Your opus gloria, it cannot be lost or stolen. Your opus gloria is significantly bigger than a job you hold, okay? It's not something that'll be on your resume. A church uh, or a pastor or a business you run, it's bigger than that. Your opus gloria, it can't be taken away from you, stolen or lost. However, that opus gloria, it can be missed, unfortunately. Your opus gloria, the thing that God has specifically crafted you with, put inside of you to worship him. You can miss that. That's not a good thing. It's not, it's not a good thing. I'm, I'm kind of scared to miss it. God carefully and spe uh, specifically determined every little thing about you and your story because you are an instrument for his worship. Every single thing about you. There's a specific, unique way that only you can bring glory to God, that he's designed you to do that. 
Corey Ten Boom once said, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. How many of you guys have heard that? John Mark Comer quoted that in his, his Ruthless Elimination book and has talked about that. If the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. And I think one of the, the sneakiest thing that the devil does is he actually just tries to distract us from our purpose or our opus gloria, distract us from that worship that we're supposed to be bringing to God. And it, it distracts me sometimes. There's so many things that I've had to delete off my phone because I realize if I have this like on my phone, this game or this app or this piece of social media that I'm addicted to, it will actually prevent me from worshiping God how God wants me to worship him. That's terrifying, guys. That's terrifying, And I'm going to jump into my, I got just like three points for you here. Originally, I was going to title this message, Three Things That Will Keep You From Your Opus Gloria, but my wife is like, that's pretty depressing and negative. How about three things that will propel you towards your Opus Gloria? And I was like, that's that's a much like lighter idea. Okay, so uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you three ways uh, that will propel you, three things that will propel you towards your Opus Gloria. And uh, I, I have a rubric here for you today. Are you guys ready for a rubric? Okay, you get enough of it. But I was like, okay, what, what can we do here? How can we learn? Here's your rubric. I love telling people how they can succeed. Okay, maybe this is like a 50% if you don't do anything and you live an unintentional, distracted life and you don't ever learn how to worship God in your unique way. That'd be like epic fail, all right? The Bible might even call it foolish, Uh, Maybe like a 60 or like a D if you write these things down and then delete the note from your phone later this week and you totally forget everything. And uh, (laughs) maybe like a C if you write these things down and consider them for the rest of the afternoon. C's get degrees, but, you know, they don't worship God like the best. Okay, we're talking about worshiping God, not your GPA. Maybe like a B if you write these things down and consider them for the the rest of the, the, you know, year. Uh, But an A, this is what we can do. If we want to really succeed, you will succeed if you do this, by the way. Write these things down, discover your unique worship to God, your opus gloria, and do it to the best of your ability for the rest of your life. We will not be grading on a curve, all right? (laughs) We're going to do this right now. Are you guys ready? You got your notes out? Come on, let me hear you guys. You got your notes out ready? I'm going to give you three secrets, and I've, I've used these secrets, and that's why I'm, I'm here today. I feel like God has just blessed me so much because I've learned these things. Number one is discover what your opus gloria even is. Like, discover what it is. I think so many people, they kind of know, like, that there's a body of Christ, and you might think to yourself, of like, I love serving people. I consider myself, like, the hands of Jesus. Or you want to go. Maybe you're here for missions or something. And, uh, you know, you want to, like, move. But I'm talking about more specific than that, okay? Your Opus Gloria is more specific than that. The average human body has between, like, 28 and 36 trillion cells. I want you to know what cell you are 
in the body of Christ. Not just a part of like, oh, I lead worship or I preach or I run this business in the community that's Christian or something like that. I want you to know specifically your opus gloria, what cell you are in the body of Christ. I'm going to pick on my wife for a second, okay, because she told me that I could. I, I was learning about this opus gloria stuff like two or three years ago, and I told her like, I just feel like God is equipped me with all these special skills and I just want to, this is what I want to do, Haley. I want to elevate kids ministry. I want to make kids ministry cool so people aren't scared of it. People are scared of like kids and they're like the future. I want to make kids ministry cool again and really just bring value to it. Hey, Haley, what's your opus gloria? And she said, my opus gloria, I know what it is. It's to love and be loved. She's an artist, okay? She's, she's a deep feeler. And I was like, no, everyone could say that, to love and be loved. Like, I'm talking about specifically what God has put in you, your kingdom. Don't be vague about it. If you have a vague opus gloria, you will make vague decisions in your life. But if you have a specific Clear opus gloria, you will make specific and clear choices, clear decisions in your life. That's what God wants us to do. He wants to, us to worship him specifically, right? In a specific way, intentionally. Don't, don't worship God on accident. Worship him intentionally. I get approached with all different types of opportunities uh, around kids ministry, and all of them go through this filter of my opus gloria, not around like how much money it's going to pay for me, like how much money I'm going to get of doing this opportunity, not about anything else. The first filter is uh, when I get an opportunity is like, does this help me fulfill my opus gloria, my worship to God? Not anything else. The second filter is like, I got to ask my wife if I'm busy, okay? That's my second filter. But my first filter is like, does this fulfill my worship to God? That's what, I, that's what I'm going to, to ask before I say yes to something. That's how I'm going to make a specific decision. Man, worshiping God in your opus gloria is specific, and I want you guys to know how you specifically worship God Man, we, in order to do this, it's, it's not something that I can tell you what your opus glory is or your professor or your pastor or your friend. It's something that you will receive when you abide in Jesus and you just spend time with him. God is going to reveal that to you. All right, number two. Number two. Number one was discover. Number two is practice your worship. Write that down. Practice your worship. You only practice if you're not done, right? Like I played piano as a kid and I would practice and practice a song for a recital. And then afterwards, after it was done, I'd stop practicing the song. I'd just play it whenever I wanted to, like just for fun, like unintentionally. But we're not done. We have not completed our opus, opus gloria yet. And I, I'm not done practicing my worship. I'm just getting started, Man, and, and one reason you might not practice is because you might not know what your, your purpose and your worship, your opus glory is in the first place. Um, hence my first point. But if you do know what your opus glory is, practice it. If you don't, that's just kind of foolish. Like, practice it a ton. All of you guys saw me, like, juggle uh, that stuff over top of Jackson there, the, those knives, and do that crazy thing. 
You guys all saw that for like one minute. What you didn't see was my literal thousands, probably honestly like tens of thousands of hours. I started juggling when I was 10 years old. And I've paid like a lot of money to attend the International Jugglers Association Convention. That's a thing, okay? I surrounded myself with some of the best jugglers in the world. And I do that with all of the things. I take those skills and I practice, practice. When I'm at that convention, I'm not just like having fun. I'm practicing my worship because I'm like, man, if I get really good at this juggling thing, this, this was my mindset at 10 years old. I'm going to go around. I'm going to do this at different places, and then I'm going to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ in the most creative and cool ways, but I'm going to practice now. And then since then, I've performed at the, the circus capital of the world to thousands of people and then preached the gospel right after I'm, I'm done juggling because I, I have their attention. I'm doing gospel magic tricks that I practice over and over, and I'm singing songs that I practice over and over. You only stop practicing if you're done. Man, I can't tell you how to practice your worship. That's for you to find out. But don't stop practicing until you are literally dead, all right? And then when we get to heaven, guess what we're going to do? We're going to keep doing it, and it's going to be even more fun. Man, my wife Haley is an incredible graphic designer. She's now a Christian counselor but went to school for graphic design before. And um, Haley tells me that God doesn't waste anything, right? He doesn't waste something. So even though she's not a graphic designer, she gets opportunities to serve our church evangel in really unique ways sometimes, um, to, to, diff, to brand certain things, like, and she does it for free, just because it's like an overflow of what's creatively inside of her. She's a creative person and does those types of things for free. That's a way that she can uniquely serve the body of Christ that not many people could inside of a church setting. And man, I, I encourage you to start doing those things no matter what, no matter if you're getting paid or if you're not getting paid. My freshman and sophomore year, I served uh, while I was here at North Central, I served as a volunteer on Emmanuel's kids ministry team. Anybody go to Emmanuel here? Any Emmanuel people in the house? I, I love Emmanuel, and I loved uh, my time there. And then I want to tell you, though, even though I was being booked and getting invited to, like, actually be paid other places, speaking through my ministry, my parents and mentors helped me determine that it was more important for me to plant myself somewhere, practice, and serve the local capital C church, like Pastor Phil was talking about. Practice and serve. I was practicing my worship at Emmanuel. I was practicing my worship then, and I'm still practicing it now at Evangel. Man, later, though, I got a connection um, through this position when I was serving. I got a connection. This, this church called me up in Wisconsin, and oh my gosh, my friend Austin's here, right? Here. I just saw that. Guys, I went to North Central with him. Man, everybody say, hi, Austin. Oh man, I love Austin. Okay, okay, rabbit trail. Okay. <laughs> Man, but while I, while I was uh, going to North Central, actually, I got a call from this other church, and uh, they, they offered to pay me money, not like a ton of money, but to come out and actually lead their kids' ministry, a very small church of like 20 kids. And I knew that really I could preach in front of more. I'd spoken in front of thousands of people at that time. On paper, it was beneath me. 
right? If you just had it on paper, but according to my Opus Gloria, it was perfect for me. And it also paid my, for my groceries too, but it was perfect for me, for my Opus Gloria. I said yes, and I just went so hard in the paint for those 20 kids. I elevated their kids' ministry as much as I could, and I was like, I'm going to blow these families' minds, right? They're in a church basement. They have no idea that there is, like, this guy that you hired here um, to do your kids' ministry. Like, I just brought my best. I didn't care that there were 20 kids there. I performed like there were 20,000, and I preached like there were 20,000. I practiced my worship, and now I get to lead at Evangel. We have like 700 kids every single week, newborn to fifth grade, 700 kids every Sunday that come in, and I'm still practicing right there. You have to go, you go fail at your worship sometimes, right? Like people in the Bible, they like did accidents in their worship sometimes. They're like, whoops, I shouldn't have worshiped like that. But and when we do that, we learn how to worship God better and better every single time. God's not looking for perfection. He's looking looking for humble participation. That's what he's looking for. Number two, practice your worship. My last point here, number three, is be a good steward. Be a good steward. Now, when we say steward in church, we often think of finances, right? And I do mean that, but I also mean steward in every other way that you could consider, Steward your time with God, steward your friend group, steward your body, steward your heart, steward everything, like just your normal time that you have doing homework, steward anything and everything God has given you. I heard a pastor online uh, say not too long ago, as I was like, just scrolling some Instagram videos, that misstewarding your finances has like a greater impact on you actually doing your calling than most things. Like even, he was even like claiming that even like temptation from the devil or, or stumble, like different attacks, that actually just us misstewarding finances has a greater impact. I heard that and I got scared. I'm like, man, because me and Haley, we, we weren't like super stewarding what we had. And I, I thought, oh my goodness, if we don't start this, it actually might prevent me from making kids' ministry incredible. And I want kids' ministry to be so incredible. I heard that, and I, I got scared. Me and Haley did a bunch of a boring adult stuff. We started getting on a budget. Blah. We cut up credit cards. We started to live with less than we, we made. You know, we got intense. We paid off $40,000 of debt in one year. And then, and then we started investing. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We started investing 15% of our income into retirement, doing a bunch of boring stuff like that. But you know what? My goal is not to have a lot of money just to have a lot of money. My goal is to have a lot of money so I can make kids' ministry cool again. I can't wait to come into a school like this. I, I probably will one day. You'll, you'll see me maybe walk through the door, and I'm going to straight up Mr. Beast this school, okay? I'm going to walk in with, my goal is to walk in with like 10 titanium briefcases of cash, and I'm going to settle some accounts here. That's my goal. And I, I know you guys would like that. I do. And I... I my stipulation is that I'm, I'm looking for kids' ministry majors, though, okay? 
I'm looking for kids ministry majors to come and I'm going to be like, hey, your account is paid in full. That's what I, I'm going to steward my life. So it's not just my life that's making kids ministry cool, my life that's doing that opus, opus gloria, but I'm actually helping other people fulfill their, their worship. That's what we do when we steward our time well. We help other people worship well. When we steward our finances well, we can help other people. When we steward our time with God, we can help other people. And we can help the kingdom of God in a way that only you can. You were designed to do. My opus glory is to make kids ministry cool again. That means more people need to go into kids ministry. Man, but until I can actually swipe my card or write one of those big checks I'm going to steward every single resource that I have, my time, everything. I'm a manager of everything God has given me. Three things that will propel you towards your opus gloria. Discover what yours is, practice, and steward. You'll get an A-plus at the end of your life. Hey, I want you guys to stand right where you are with me, and we're going to pray. And I, I want you actually to take some intentional time right now and ask yourself that question. Maybe even stay in chapel a little after and just ask God, God, what have you specifically designed and crafted me? You said that I am your worksmanship created anew in Christ Jesus to do good things that you planned for me long ago. So God, what is that? Ask him that and just soak in his presence. Take some notes, write things down so that you can worship God to the best of your ability. God, we thank you so much. Thank you so much for designing us to be instruments of your worship in the first place. And I play, pray for every single person in this room that they would use their, their song, use their work, use their hands for the glory of your kingdom, that they would do it in the most unique and creative ways. Um, and I, I just rebuke uh, the spirit of, of, of when people say, I'm not creative God has designed every single person in this room in such an intentional, specific way to worship him. So God, I pray that you would speak to us, give us clear, not just like a calling into a field, but give us a clear kingdom to rule over, over this earth, God, that you say that you've given us a kingdom. Give us clarity as we soak in your presence so we can worship you to the best of our ability. We thank you so much. In your name we pray. Amen.